Well, we had a wonderful uh, weekend last week as we celebrated our anniversary, and uh, we had a, an excellent work day on Saturday, and then Sunday we had love feast, and we brought in new members, and so really can't get any better than all that happened, and so thank you everybody for your part on that. Um, I want to read a scripture um, from 1 Peter 5, it's talking to church leaders. First uh, Peter 5, verse 1. I'm reading this from the message translation. It says this. I have a special concern for, your, for you church leaders. I know what it's like to be a leader in on Christ's sufferings as well as the coming glory. That's a good verse. Here's my concern. That you care for God's flock with all the diligence of a shepherd. A lot of analogies and scriptures about leaders being a shepherd and I, I don't like the whole sheep analogy sometimes, but uh, I can understand that. But the, the relationship of a sheep and, uh, and the shepherd. That you care for God's flock with all the diligence of a shepherd. Not because you have to, but because you want to please God. Not calculating what you can get out of it, but acting spontaneously. Not bossily telling others what to do, but tenderly showing them the way. When God, who is the best shepherd of all, he's the, uh, the great shepherd... Where, you know, any kind of leader is an under-shepherd for him. When, the, when God, who is the best shepherd of all, comes out in the open with his rule, he'll see that you've done it right and, com- and commend you lavishly. Now, the pastoral um, team here at Good News Church, and the pastoral team consists of uh, my wife Susie, myself, uh, Terry Wiley, uh, Grayson Judd. Terry's over the um, children's ministry. My son Grayson is over the uh, youth and he's got other duties. Uh, Susie is the, the um, uh, teaching pastor and training pastor. She has a lot to do with, the, with training. Um, and then uh, and I include Rhonda Ball in the um, pastoral team. She's a, our administrative assistant here. Which she does a fantastic job. But she's involved in so many things, I've got to have her part of the team. So, so that, that, that's the pastoral team here. And we have... Uh, overall, our functions are many, but here's a few of the, the functions of the pastoral team. Uh, first of all, feed you healthy spiritual uh, food, and that's from God's Word. That's not um, our opinions or something we read in Reader's Digest. It's from the Word of God, and we give a lot of scriptures and a lot of teaching and training from that. We want to guide you in your growth as a follower of, of Christ, to be a disciple that you uh, have a part and a role in what God's doing in the earth. Everybody uh, has a, a part in that. We want to provide a vision for you and for us to reach this city with the gospel. Uh, we, we, you see our uh, banners here uh, in our city as it is in heaven. We have the desire to see the, you know, the kingdom of God manifest in the Augusta area, which is about 800,000 people, uh, you know, if you include all the different areas around here. And uh, we have a heart. And again, we're not the only church doing anything for God. We want to partner together with others. But we want to see everyone reached with the gospel and, we, and, and help you fulfill your part in that. Uh, the pastoral team helps oversee the ministries and the ministry of helps. The ministry of helps we call Team Good News. You've heard of that. Uh, one of the main, main things we do is lead by example. That we are obedient to the scriptures. Uh, lead by character um, in our, our marriages and our family. And that we practice what we preach. We don't preach something that we don't practice. And then the last one is to oversee the care of the congregation. As leaders, we oversee the care and are the examples of care. Now, since Kristen Barber was launched out, um, uh, uh, Nate and Kristen were launched out into their own ministry in uh, early October, uh, Kristen was leading the pastoral care team. And so since then, and before then even, I've been having a lot of conversations with her and debriefing with her. And, um, but I've been spending a, lot, a great deal of time looking at the pastoral care of Good News Church. And I wanted to share with you today, I felt it was important to take a whole service on this, to share with you the direction of the pastoral care in, at Good News. Now, the first uh, area that I want to talk about is having a culture of care. And, and that's um, caring for each other. And I've got uh, several scriptures. There's a whole lot of scriptures on this, uh, but I want to share some, uh, some key scriptures here. The first one is in 1 Corinthians 12. 
in starting in verse 12. And 1 Corinthians 12 talks about the uh, being members of the body, that we're all members of the body of Christ. And, and I think a lot of folks don't have that quite a grasp of that. They don't feel like they're a part of anything. They don't realize they have a role in the body. Every um, body part is important. I mean, which, which part of your body can you do without or do you want to lose today? You know, it's all important. You know, uh, some uh, parts get more glory. You see different parts, but it's, all of it's important, what you see and what you don't see. So let's read this. 1 Corinthians 12 and verse 12. The human body has many parts, but the many parts make up one whole body. So it is with the body of Christ. Some of us are Jews, some are Gentiles, some are slaves, some are free, but we've all been baptized into one body by one spirit, and we all share the same spirit. Yes, the body has many different parts, not just one part. If the foot says, I am not a part of the body because I am not a hand, that does not make it any less part of the body. And if the ear says, I am not part of the body because I'm not an eye, would that make it any less a part of the body? And that's why it's so important that, you know, we talk about the, uh, the believer's ministry. We believe that we're all ministers. We're all ambassadors for Christ, ministers of reconciliation. It's not just a few gifted people that are the ones that do ministry. Everybody's got a, uh, got a role, and, and we definitely discuss that and, uh, and talk about here at Good News. If the whole body were an eye, how would you hear? If the whole body were an ear, how would you smell anything? This is really deep here. But our bodies have many parts, and God has each put each part just where he wants it. And I don't know if you've ever been frustrated with your part in the body. I know I have at various times, like, Lord, you know. But he's placed it all in, in various parts. And the best thing for our lives is to walk in that place, in that gifting. He's gifted you to walk in that place. And so everybody in their place. Yes, there are many parts, but, but only one body. The eye can never say to the hand, I don't need you. The head can't say to the feet, I don't need you. In, in fact, some parts of the body that seem weakest and least important are actually the most necessary. And the parts we regard as less honorable are those we clothe with the greatest care. So we carefully protect those parts that should not be seen. And while the most honorable parts do not require this special care, and so God has put the body together such that the extra honor and care are given to those parts that have less dignity. This makes for harmony among the members, that all the members care. Everybody say care. care. And uh, looked at this word and all kind of definitions, but basically it means to look out for and to take care of each other. And, and you know what I'm talking about, any of those that have kids, or if you have a dog. I mean, you know, you know what I'm talking about. Look out for and care for. And that's what we're supposed to do for each other in the body of Christ. If one part suffers, all the parts suffer with it. And one part is honored, all the parts are glad. And all of us need to have this revelation. Hey, I'm a part of a body. What I do is important. What I do matters. Me showing up, uh, the role that I walk in. All of it's important. Important, And if people are missing in action, that's going to put uh, more dem- demand on other parts of the body. And that's how burnout happens. And God's, it's not, his plan is not for burnout. We should all be walking in that grace. And it should all be working together to, uh, for us to take care of each other. And, and that's happening in our body right now. Just people, you know, parts are looking out for each other and, and, uh, and the care for, for healing, for strength, for energy, all the, you know, flowing together. That's God's plan. And, and Philippians 2 just falls right along with that. And, 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 and I think Philippians 2 for me are, are verses that are uh, truly the foundation for care truly the foundation for being a member of a, of a body it's, it, or for being in a family. Look at what it says. Philippians 2 verse 1 message. If you've gotten anything out, anything at all out of following Christ, if his love has made any difference in your life, if be, being in a community of the Spirit means anything to you, 
the whole idea of our community. We in the U.S. have a, a harder time with uh, the aspect of community. I think we're very individualistic. But you go into other cultures, a whole lot more about community. And we've got to teach on this and almost train about community because we know really so little about it. But it's a community of the Spirit. And, and you learn about community at church. That's a whole part of it. And it's one of our eight core values is common unity, having a community. In fact, the first part of the vision says this. We see a community of believers strongly connected to God and to each other. That's the first part of the vision. And, you know, the, the other parts of it, uh, talking about empowerment and um, being an able life giver. You know, one of the hardest parts of the vision is the whole idea about connections. And, and, and it, it, it grieves me when um, I talk to people in the church how little people here know each other. Uh, and, and I know we're all busy, and, and Sunday and Wednesdays we're, we're in a hurry to get in and get out. You've got busy lives. Um, but, it, you know, when I, I mentioned I'm talking to someone, and I mentioned a particular name, and they've been coming here for a long time, and this, folk, this person doesn't know that other person. And, and so we've got to work on that. I don't know what the answer is, but it's, it's one of the more challenging areas of the vision is the connections. And for in order to, uh, and it's just like for a business or a family, you could have this great purpose, but if you're not united, if you don't know each other, it's going to be difficult uh, to reach that those goals. Um, and you know, and you, you, that unity is so important. And so I'm hoping as we uh, finish out 20, uh, 2019 and go into 2020, that God will give us some more revelation there, and that there will be stronger connections formed here. Um, at Good News Church. And, and I want you to think about that. And, and I want you, uh, maybe even today, uh, take some time to meet somebody you don't know. Introduce yourself. And, well, well, no one invites me out to lunch. Well, you invite someone out to lunch. And I know you're taking a risk. Well, what if they say no? Well, that's okay. Um, but, but let's us, and I, and I know there's introverts and extroverts. I, and I noticed this during the greeting time. You can kind of look around, and the ones during greeting time that are kind of like, that's an introvert. <laughs> and the one that's running around like, that's an extrovert. <laughs> and, 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 and I understand that. And it's, it's like uh, different folks that I know, they hate the greeting time. It's not that they don't love people. They just don't like people touching them or the interactions that go on. Um, and so I've debated over the years about the whole greeting time. I'm going to keep it. So, you know, I think we need to do it. I think it's important just for a few minutes to shake some hands and tell uh, folks it's good to see them. But, I, but I, I know that's challenging, and it's harder for some people to, to kind of reach out and introduce themselves. But I just want to tell you this is a safe place. And I've been praying for boldness, to, for you to step out of your comfort zone. And, and that this is a safe place and, uh, and, and, and to meet other, other folks. There's, because I know most of you very well or know a lot about you or between Susie and I, I mean, we're well connected with this congregation and we've got great people here and I want you to know each other. Uh, so we'll be looking at that. All right, where was I? If being in the community of the Spirit means anything to you, if you have a heart, do you have a heart today? If you have a heart, if you care, meaning you, you may not have a heart, you may not care, <laughs> then do me a favor. Agree with each other. Love each other. Be deep-spirited friends. I like that. Be deep-spirited friends. I mean, the, the body of Christ can have some of the strongest relationships because of that bond we have. Don't push your way to the front. Don't sweet-talk your way to the top. Put yourself, a high, yourself aside and help others get ahead. Don't be obsessed with getting your own advantage. Forget yourselves long enough to lend a helping hand. And when you're a member of the church, um, a member, being a member of a body is not about taking. Being a member is about giving. It's not about being served. It's about serving others. 
And so when, you're, when you become a member, you're actually stepping into servanthood in a greater way. And, it, and, and, you, and we say this all the time, church is not about me. Now, do you receive? Are you blessed? Absolutely. The blessings of God should be flowing in this place or in the things that we do together. But it's not about me getting my needs met. It's about me bringing the gifts that I have to meet the needs of others. And that, that's, that's some maturity there. That's not, you know, I know we're all growing, but that's the a mature perspective of a disciple of Christ. Now, then my last verse is here talking about this first part about a culture of care. And so I'm talking about everybody caring for each other, not just delegated to a team of, of people or the pastoral team, um, but everybody caring for each other. Now look at what it says in Romans 12, again in the message. Love from the center of who you are. Don't fake it. Run for, for dear life from evil. Hold on for dear life to good. Be good friends who love deeply. Practice playing second fiddle. Don't burn out. Keep yourself fueled in a flame. Be alert servants of the master, cheerfully expectant. Don't quit in hard times. Pray all the harder. Help needy Christians. And so we're kind of looking around. Who's, you know, who, who can we help? Be inventive in hospitality. Good News Church, and we're growing, but it ought to be a place of hospitality. And it shouldn't be just a team. In the, again, we have that a hospitality team, but it shouldn't be delegated just to a team. It should be a, a spirit that prevails here. Bless your enemies. Got any enemies here? Bless them. If I'm your enemy, bless me. Especially during pastor appreciation season. No. No cursing under your breath. Anybody cursing out there? Stop it. <laughs> Rack'em, sprack'em. Um, love with your... Ha- laugh. Uh, laugh. Laugh with your happy friends when they're happy. Share tears when they're down. Get along with each other. That's deep, isn't it? Profound. Get along with each other. Don't be stuck up. All those of you that are stuck up out there, don't be stuck up. You know who you are. No. (laughs) Make friends with nobodies. Don't be the great somebody. Don't hit back. Discover beauty in everyone. And so... What I'm saying today today is discover beauty in everyone. God will help you do that. And it's amazing the the the, the people that are here and don't judge a book by its cover. They've, they've got uh, amazing depth and things that are happening. Everybody here has got a testimony. Everybody here has a story. I love to hear people's story, how they came to Christ and how they grow in the faith and the testimonies that they have. We have a lot in common. We have a lot to share with each other. Don't hit back. Discover beauty in everyone. If you've got it in in you, get along with everybody. And so these uh, scriptures are the foundation of caring for each other. And it's the basis for a culture of care. And again, what that care is, looking out and caring, looking out for each other and caring for each other. Now, uh, I'll ask Susie to um, share a, tes- maybe a testimony or two. Maybe she's got uh, to share a little bit about this. Okay. Yeah, I can think of a lot of testimonies, but I uh, have a, a, one kind of an unusual um, testimony that I wanted to share. And this is kind of an outrageous thing, but just to show you how God wants to work through you to be a blessing to other people. I just recall the verses, um, let us do good to all, especially to those who are the household of faith. That that should be our aim, to do that. And so um, someone shared this with me, and um, I'm not going to use any names to draw attention or make anybody uncomfortable. But um, it was a lady in our church, and uh, one Saturday she was just living her life and just praying and kind of going through, um, you know, her daily duties and the things she was just taking care of. And during that time, she felt like the Lord put on her heart somebody else in the church. And it was somebody she knew, somebody she 
knew their name and had had conversations with, but they weren't like her best friend or it wasn't someone that she'd seen socially and done a lot of things with. It was just someone else maybe that they greeted at various times during, the, during, during church and, or when we were together. And um, the Lord spoke to her about that person to do something extravagant for that person. And the Lord shared with her, um, I just kind of put it on her heart, send that lady and her husband on a cruise. And, I mean, that's kind of a big thing to do for somebody. And I don't know if the Lord's putting something like that on your heart today to do for somebody. And it seems like, you know, it seems like this isn't like take them food, they have no food. You know, this is kind of a, 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 a extra luxury sort of a thing, you know. So, but anyway... And so she had that on her heart, and so she sp- talked to her husband about it. And he must be a man of God because she mentioned to him, he's like, yes, let's do that. And that's kind of a big thing. Many of us, you know, would be like, well, God, wouldn't you, you know, why not me? Why can't I send myself on a cruise? And so um, <laughs> that's a better, why don't you get me to do that, God? But um, anyway, um, but they agreed they would do it. And then her next thought was, well, that's kind of a weird thing because I don't even know if this person wants to go, you know, this couple wants to go on a cruise. And that's kind of a weird thing to ask to, you know, it's kind of like outside of the norm, normal way we do things to just walk up to somebody and just share this with them. And so... Anyway, so she was kind of struggling with that, and she said, well, Lord, you're just going to have to help me with that. So she comes to the service the next day. She's walking down the hall, and this lady that the Lord had put on her heart walks by her and greets her and says, hey, how you doing? And then she said to her, I like your dress. And when she looked down at her dress, she realized that the dress she had on was a dress that she had bought herself to go on a cruise. When she had gone on a cruise. And so she looked down at her dress. She goes, yeah. She said, oh, yeah, I bought this to go on a cruise. And then the next thing she said was, do you want to go on a cruise? And the person said, oh, yeah, I'd love to go on a cruise. Yeah, I've, I've never been. I'd really, that, that's my heart's desire. And she says, well, good, because God's put it on our hearts to send you and your husband on a cruise. So why don't you just pick out which cruise you want to go on and we'll pay for it. Now, that was kind of an extravagant thing to do, I think. And some people are going, hey, I've really, I'm, this message has taken a good turn. I'm liking this message. <laughs> I can see it on people's faces. They were kind of like, love people. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> Bless your enemy. Yeah, yeah. People are giving people cruises. <laughs> Why didn't you tell me? You should have led with that, Pastor. I would have noticed the scriptures better. Um, but that is not the point. The point is not that it's that when um, the person who received the cruise shared with me that what had happened and what was going on, and they said to me, you know, sometimes you feel like God's just forgotten you, or you feel like, you know, you struggle with things, and, and you have these heart, heart's desires, and you don't know, and for someone, for God to just used to lay that on somebody's heart just to bless me in an extravagant way, it just showed me how much my father loves me and how he cares for me. And, I mean, it was a real moment in this person's life. God just reached out to them through somebody. And, y'all, I want to tell you, God works through people. God doesn't send a cruise down from heaven. He works through people. And so I'm just bringing this up for all of us as we, um, as, again, um, this is not the central theme of the of these verses this is kind of an outline thing but y'all we should be willing for god to use us in whatever way that he wants to use us and we should be open see that's someone who was open to being a blessing to somebody not somebody who was trying to get something somebody that was trying to give something and, and and to be honest with you, the person who gave it, I, I, I um, one time I was talking to Matt about it, and I said, it seems to me like that person is extraordinarily blessed. And I said, it's things like this that show you how God can work to get things to them because they're so free with what He blesses them with. It was a it was just a remarkable story when I heard it, and so um, I just bring all of that up to you. Matt wanted me to um, share his testimony because there are so many ways we can care for each other. But sometimes, um, well, I won't say sometimes, but the best way is to let God lead us in our care for each other. 
to pray for other people, to have people um, that come up before us when people come up and are thinking, um, to, pr- to call them, to reach out to them, even if it's somebody you may not know that well, um, to say, you've been on my heart, to do nothing more, you know, nothing less than encourage them, to give them courage, to, to um, share your strength with them. That, that means a whole lot to people. And that's what we are to do with each other. The Bible says we're to stir each other up for good works. And so it can be with our words. It can be with, um, like Matt talked about, hospitality, reaching out, um, going out with people, inviting them to your home, meeting up with them somewhere. And it can be just whatever the Lord lays on your heart to do for them. And when he lays something on your heart to do for somebody, do it. It's probably not going to be that he tells you to send somebody on a cruise. It may not be that. If he does, do it. It might be just saying, hey, um, do you need a babysitter? Do you need some time alone with your with your husband? Do, do I need... It could be sending a couple out for dinner. Or it could be any kind of thing that the Lord... You know, visiting someone in the hospital. Whatever it might be. But being sensitive to God because he is the one. It's, this is not compulsion and obligation. This is freely we've received. Freely we give. Amen? Is that what you want me to share? All right, so the, uh, the second area of care that I want to talk about today is a team of people who are members of the church that are a, a part of a team called the Ministry Council. I don't know if you've heard that term or that phrase. And what the Ministry Council is, it's an extension of the pastoral team. Their primary purpose is care for the uh, congregation. And so each family, an individual... Um, of Good News Church that are members and that are in the process of becoming a members are, are going to be assigned to a ministry council representative. And what this council is, is made up of members who have a heart to help care and support the congregation. Now, the mission of the, um, the council is to provide intentional care for the people of Good News Church during times of challenge or celebration and empower them to live the abundant life that Jesus told us about in John 10.10. Now, here's some of the care situations, just to to mention. Birth of a baby, health issues, hospital stay, death of a family member, job loss, financial issues, marital or family issues. And so I want to talk a little bit about what the function of the ministry council, some of the duties what what, what they would handle. These representatives, they will check on you if they don't see you for a while. And not like, you know, got to get you to come to church and you got to be to church so many times. Not about that, but maybe something's going on if you're, you're not in attendance, especially for someone that's normally here. If you're not here, you know, th- three to four weeks, so, something might be going on. And so the ministry council representative, your representative is going to contact you and just to see how you're doing. And if you're okay, that's fine. Then but something's going on, see if there's something they can do to help, help you with any kind of situation. Uh, the ministry council representatives will stand with you when you're going through a trial or a crisis. That's the, one of the main purposes. And, and I mentioned what some of those things are. Uh, the ministry council, they're, they're not professional counselors. I'm not a professional counselor. But they're skilled at praying for you and sharing what they've learned from the word with others to encourage, to strengthen, to bring comfort. Um, we have a lot of uh, trained people to be able to do that. They know who they are in Christ. They know their authority. They walk in it. And so they'll help, they can help others to uh, uh, learn and grow from the Word and to walk practically in, in the Christian faith. And this, the ministry council, they're just good people to know, good people to be connected with. Now, everything shared with them, it's just like sharing with Susie and I, it's, it's based on confidentiality and they will share things with the pastoral team but it's not going to be shared with um, the, the rest of the congregation or people they know or at their family table it's, 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 it's professional in that way um, and uh, we're going to provide ongoing prof- um, uh, training for the ministry council but should they get into situations that's beyond their training or skill level 
Again, the, the pastoral team is there to help. Uh, you know, Susie and I, we're meeting with people all the time. And part of our job is to, to, to look out for the ministry council members. But we're meeting with people all the time. And so we're not like, you know, our hands off as far as the congregation. We have the, the ministry council and we don't need to do anything. No, we're, we're involved with people all the time. Um, and so I want to remind you, so every member, be clear, every member or those that intend to be a member of Good News Church, you're assigned to a ministry council representative. Now, I want to take a moment here and introduce those um, uh, uh, those on the ministry council. Uh, many are not here today, but we'll, we'll, the ones that are here, please come forward. Uh, Rhonda and Frank Ball. You guys can just start right here and stand. Yeah, if you want to clap, yeah. <laughs> Michelle and Dane Bruce. And I don't know if uh, Georgette Combs is here or not. Is Georgette? No, okay. Um, Arlene and Justin Deemer, they're on their, hun- uh, not honeymoon. <laughs> I hope it's like a honeymoon. They're on an anniversary weekend. Uh, Katarina and Grace and Judd, they just left yesterday for Minnesota. They're not here. Kathy and Sean Lewis. Come on up. And those that get the most claps are the most popular. No, no, I'm just, I'm just kidding. No, we'll be judging that later. Um, and adding more people to their group. No. Um, we've got uh, Claire and Mike Netzler come forward. Just got back from California. They have a, 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 a Western California glow to them right now. Um, Christina and Al Shorter. Al's back there serving in the production area. You guys just take center stage there, Christina. Uh, We have uh, Kathy and Tony Tanton. Please come forward. We have uh, Rhonda and Tom Tiller. Miss Tammy Tinker. All right, we're going to have to all move. Everybody move to your left. Do the, do the Frank Paul shuffle. No, okay. Right there, it's good. And then last but not least, we have uh, Vanessa and Jose Vega. <laughs> come on down. Come on, Vanessa. Oh, does she have her Tom Brady jersey on? I just stay up there. No, no, no. Come on down. (laughs) I got to ask Vanessa how she became a Patriots fan. I got to hear that story one day. Um, And so uh, this is the, uh, the ministry council representatives. And Susie, why don't you come forward and tell us what we got coming up and how... That they're going to meet their groups. Yeah, so um, many of you know, hey, this person's been calling me, (laughs) checking up on me. And um, so um, if you don't know your ministry council representative, you will shortly because they're going to be inviting you to a friendship dinner um, the first full weekend in December, the weekend of the 7th and the 8th. A couple of the groups can't meet that weekend, and so they're making alternative arrangements Christina now, um, and there may be other ones, but um, generally on December 8th, some may be December 7th, that's a Sunday or Saturday, that weekend they're going to um, get with you bet- between now and then, and they're going to invite you to a friendship dinner, and so you'll meet them, and you'll meet with other people that are in your group, and this is an opportunity for you all just to get to know each other, it's going to be an opportunity you can share with them what might be going on in your life right now, and pray for each other, minister to each other, It'll in, and you're going to eat, and some of these people can throw down when it comes to the kitchen, so you'll want to be involved with that. There's Tony. Tony can cook. So uh, 
I might go over there with him. Okay. Anyway, um, and so we'll, they're going to be doing that. And so that's in your bulletin, but it's, um, you'll be invited according to, um, what, what group you're in, where you are, and they'll work with you. They'll try to maximize attendance where people can come. If you can't come that, you know, the timing and all that, they'll work it out with you. If you are here and you are not, you don't get an invitation or you, if, let me just tell you this. If you're a member of the church or you've been to a next steps class and in the membership process, then you're already going to be invited. You're on a list. But if you're here and for whatever reason you haven't been to a next steps class, but you consider this your church, um, you can definitely come. You can either see me and I'll make sure that you get invited or you can write on your connection card which you've already passed in, so that's going to be hard, um, that you want to, you would like to attend a friendship dinner. But we'd like for everybody, we're not trying to leave anybody out. We just, um, everybody, if, if you intend for this to be your church, then we want you to be a part of a group. And um, they don't meet all the time, but they're going to meet at least once a year just to um, get to know each other better. Yeah, and then at, at that um at that friendship dinner too i want the uh the leaders here to cast vision and talk about care you know you maybe want to go through a discovery study if you have time something like that um we'll help you with that but it's going to be powerful i want y'all to know each other and and again the purpose is care but we have to know each other know recognize someone know their name and i have a lot of trust in these folks they represent Susie and i and a lot of trust in them and and um a recognition of the the spiritual gifts that they have and uh, I, would, I would talk with them. I would ask them for prayer. I would ask them for help. I have a lot of trust here. And so uh, I want you to know they have our endorsement. Let's just take a moment. Let's pray for these folks. Um, Father in heaven, I thank you for this ministry council. I know they're busy people. They've got a lot going on. And this is just uh, an extra burden, I guess, in their lives. But they have uh, said they w- they're willing to do this. And so I just thank you for all the giftings in them to come forth to bless the body of Christ, for the care in this church to uh, be magnified, to grow. Let the love of God flow through them like never before. Thank you that they have favor with you and man and blessings upon their, their families, uh, blessings upon on them as they go forward in the, in the things that you've called them to do. So thank you for this, this, uh, this awesome group. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise God. Thank you, guys. You may be seated. And the, uh, these, these representatives, they're going to go over the emergency protocol when you guys get together. But uh, after the friendship dinners, if you're going through a crisis, you'll contact your ministry council representative first. Now, if they're out of town or can't be reached, then you would contact the pastoral team. And we'll have all those numbers available for you, all, all the information. Um, and you can put that, those numbers you know, on your refrigerator or, or by your important numbers. Um, now, the ministry council and the pastoral team, we endeavor to be led by the Spirit in our care for the church. But it's the responsibility of the member to contact us and let us know what's going on. And there's some principles, some good principles in James 5. We talked about it at the last ministry council meeting that we had in um, early uh, November. And I, I've asked Susie, Susie, you didn't keep on coming up here. need to get you a chair. I'm supposed to be working uh, out I want you to share, today. <laughs> share a little bit about James 5. Okay. And anything else you want to talk about? Yeah, okay. okay good. Don't be saying that to me. Okay. If you guys, if you have James 5, let's put that up on the screen. Um, it's interesting in our ministry council meeting when we were doing um, going over this particular thing, just kind of opened it up. And man, the the people there, the representatives, had so much to say among the uh, along these lines. So I know they'll be grateful for me to share this with you. But let's just read this together. This is in New King James. It says, "Is anyone among you suffering? Let him pray. Is anyone cheerful? Let him sing psalms." And I just want to stop right there. I want to just want to say this to you. Um, if you're in trouble, if you're under pressure, if, if, if something in your life is going awry, the thing you need to do is pray. And I don't mean just like, God bless me and go on. I mean, pray, real prayer, where you get with God and you listen to him and you get into his word and bring his word before him and you let him give you wisdom and challenge you and change you and help you 
turn around and go another way if you need to and let him show you what you need and let him strengthen you with his mighty power on your in your inner man you need to pray and it's interesting because it says is anyone cheerful let him sing psalms if somebody was excited because something wonderful had happened to them they wouldn't call a friend and say hey would you rejoice for me they might say will you rejoice with me but they wouldn't say would you rejoice for me because if you're happy you rejoice yourself in the same way if you're suffering you pray yourself now you might be in a situation where you might need someone to pray with you but don't expect other people to do your praying for you pastor or anybody else you need to pray amen let's go on is anyone among you sick let him call notice what it says it doesn't say if anyone among you is sick then someone in the pastoral team should have a word of knowledge and know that you're sick and they will call you no it says if anyone is anyone among you sick let him call for the elders of the church now uh, if you study this a little you understand this doesn't mean if you have sniffles call the elders of the church Really, this idea of sickness here is that if you are in a position where you are beyond helping yourself, most of the time you should be able to help yourself in the sense that you know how to receive your healing, you know how to go to the communion table and discern his body that was broken for you so you could be healed, you know how to receive healing from God. And so you don't, every time you get sick, you don't have to call for the elders of the church. But there are situations that people face from time to time. There are circumstances, and we, we are here for this. When you are in a position where you need some help, and we've had that. There are people sitting here in this room that have had, been in a position where they were beyond helping themselves. And you know what they needed? They needed their faith family, their crazy faith friends to rally around them and to join their faith together to re to you know form protection and receive from god and and ask for healing and all of those things for them and to do what this says is anyone among you sick let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him anointing him with oil in the name of the lord and that oil is a type of the anointing power of God it's symbolic of God's power coming upon you and then verse 15 thank God for verse 15 and the prayer of faith will save the sick I love that it doesn't say the prayer of faith will make the sick person feel like somebody cares for them that's not the purpose of this is so that you can feel like people care for you and that or the prayer of faith will make the sick person feel like they got their due attention that's not what it's about it's about you getting well it says the prayer of faith will save the sick and the lord will raise them up that's the aim and so if you need to be saved from sickness and to be raised up then calling on the elders of the church if you're beyond helping yourself then there will be for you the help that you need and we believe that god because we believe god's word that god will do what he said in his word that you'll be saved and the lord will raise you up that's awesome and then notice what else it says and if he has committed sins he will be forgiven now that doesn't mean that you're sick because of sin but if there's any place people often whenever they get sick there's this nagging enemy that that, you know the enemy nags them and says oh you deserve this or god doesn't care about you he's like you know if you hadn't done this or done that then you and so it's like we'll just take care of everything and you won't be in a place of feeling condemned. You won't be in a place of feeling um, unworthy to receive your healing, which a, a lot of people, sad to say, they, they don't receive healing because they don't feel like they deserve it. Honey, none of us deserve healing. None of us deserve to be saved. And if you ever for a moment think you deserve either one, you really need revelation. <laughs> it's all by his goodness and his grace towards us every bit of it so don't ever think you're unworthy because you know you can't receive because of you you can't receive any of it because of you it's all because of jesus so we have to stay on that and now then verse 16 is interesting confess your trespasses to one another 
And pray for one another that you may be healed. The effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. I want to read that verse in the message. Make this your common practice. Confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you can live together whole and healed. You see that? So this is not talking about that, you know, anytime you miss it, anytime you, you know, um, make a mistake or even willfully sin, whatever, that you have to go and find somebody and, and confess your sins. It's talking, really, one of the things it's talking about is if we have a dispute between us, if we have, if there's a crossword between us, if I hurt your feelings, if you hurt mine, whatever that might be, to go and get that right and to confess your trespasses one to another. Go and make things right. If you, if, 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 well, here, I use my mom. My mom and I live together. She lives in a house. We live in a house on the same property. And so if she comes in and does something, takes all my stuff that I was about to use for something, and I'm like, what? Why did you take that? What did you do? And I blow up about it. It's my job to go and make that right with her. You didn't take my stuff, did you, Nan? Okay. Um, you, it would never be that. It would always be me taking her stuff. I took your buttermilk yesterday, by the way. Okay. Um, <laughs> just want to mention that. Um, but anyway, to confess your trespasses to one another and to pray for one another. But I just want to say this to you, y'all. If there is in your life, and we've talked about this many times, if there is in your life a habitual sin, if there is a pattern in your life that you haven't been able to break free from, if there's a cycle that you kind of get loose from and then you're back down in it, one of the best things that you can do is go to someone who is spiritual. And there's a lot of those people sitting in this room. And go to someone who is spiritual and tell them, confide in them and say, look, this is an area in my life where the enemy keeps having his way. And I need your strength and I need your help. And will you hold me accountable? And will you check on me? And will you encourage me in this? And will you help me take hold of the freedom that is mine in Christ Jesus? And when we do that, suddenly now, it's not just us and the enemy pushing us down and the enemy condemning us. Now there's someone standing with us. And in doing that, it will bring forth wholeness in our lives. And that's what this is talking about, this wholeness that God has for us. And there seems to be a connection in us receiving from God that it's not just us and him, but it involves other people around us. We grow in community and we mature as we practice our love together and we stand with one another. Just like if someone injured a leg... The other leg would take on more of the burden and the work. When someone is hurting, the other one can help. And that is something that, and sadly, we don't take advantage of this because of pride. We hide. And we cannot continue to hide in our pride because we're missing out on the grace that God has for us that comes through other people. And so that's what he's saying to us, is that we need to take on with each other, take on this opportunity to share what might be going on and get help. Instead of continuing to pretend like everything is fine and call that standing in faith. Because people do that. I'm getting an amen over here. Because people do that. We've all done it. And I'm telling you, it's the enemy's way of keeping us in a dark place. Because we pretend like everything's fine. And, um, and we call that faith. And in reality, we need some real help. And so we got plenty of people God's put in our life to help us. Thank you, Susie. Just be ready. Again, I might need you. So just, just be ready. Sit on the edge of your seat. Um, now, there's another area. Uh, let me just mention this too. That's why it's important we have the correct information in our data uh, ma- uh, church management system. Uh, the other day, there was someone in the hospital going through something, and w- and we knew about it, but we didn't have any contact information. We couldn't get a hold of them, and it was just it broke my heart that they're going through something and we can't reach them. Now we're not selling information to up to marketers, and we're not going to abuse contacting you. Like we 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 don't do a whole lot of stuff with that. But it's just important that we have it for, especially for an emergency, that we have the right information. Now, <clears throat> so we've talked about a culture of care. We've talked about the ministry council. 
And now there's another level of care that we'll be adding in 2020. And it's called the Stephen Ministry. And what this is, <clears throat> it's a proven system of, of training and organizing people in the congregation to provide quality Christian care for those experiencing difficulties. Since 1975, the Stephen Ministry has uh, worked with 12,000 churches. We're a partner church with them now. 12,000 churches, and they've trained over 600,000 people, as they call Stephen Ministers. Their motto is to equip the saints for the work of the ministry. That totally fits with us here at the Good News. <clears throat> and what a Stephen Minister is, it's a person in the congregation, doesn't have to be a pastor, that provides one-on-one-to-one -on -one care. Um, and what they'll do is they have a, a heart. Um, it's it's going to be someone going through more of a longer-term situation. Um, it's going to maybe take uh, weeks or months to kind of sort it out. And what a Stephen minister will do, they're trained to go meet with that person for one hour a week and talk with them, listen, pray, go over scriptures, what's ever needed. And, and I'll be sharing some testimonies, and we've got a lot of videos I'll be showing about this later on. <clears throat> but uh, it's, a, it's a powerful ministry, and it's a really, again, it's the body helping the body to bring healing. And it's something that we've not had. It's been a weakness in the ministry because of all of our schedules to, to provide that longer-term care. And uh, this will be a, um, a great thing for us. And again, same kind of things as the ministry council, uh, dealing with difficult times, grief, illness, divorce, financial difficulties, hospitalization, job loss, disability, spiritual crisis, or other life struggles. Um, and uh, uh, when you're trained as a Stephen minister... <clears throat> You'll be able to, if you go to another church that has the Stephen ministry, you can, you're qualified to, to serve with them. And there's a series of, uh, a group of churches in the area that use the Stephen ministry program. They may call us for, for the help of a Stephen minister. They've got maybe their agendas full. Now, a Stephen minister only handles one case at a time unless you want to handle more situations. So you're not going to be, if, if this is something you're interested in doing, you're not going to be burdened down with six, seven cases you know, 10 hours a week. Um, and then the Stephen ministry, I'm going to train the Stephen ministers, is going to be, um, they'll meet on a regular basis to go over how things are going to help get better ongoing training. Now, to be qualified, to be certified for a Stephen minister, it's about 50 hours of training. And uh, that's going to start in early January. And I'm looking for like five to seven people to be involved in this. And probably we'll do a training in 2020, and if you can't do it in 2020, I understand it's a big commitment, but some folks maybe be ready in 2021 to do it, and then maybe we'll do trainings every other year. Um, but let me just, so these are, are two of the volumes for the Stephen Minister, for the student training, and let me just read from volume one, the index. Uh, module one, the person of the caregiver. Another module, art of listening. Uh, module, distinctly Christian caring assertiveness, uh, maintaining boundaries and caregiving. We could all use that one. Uh, crisis theory and practice, confidentiality, using mental health professionals and other community resources. Again, these are all different classes and training. Ministering to those experiencing grief, dealing with the depression, helping suicidal persons get the help they need. Uh, that's volume one. In each of those areas, we would go over together. And so I will lead that training. And um, so we'll, the uh, training will start in um, January. And so we'll actually have it available for the congregation probably at the end of March. And if you're here today and if you're interested in the Stephen ministry and you want further information, I'm going to put these brochures over here. And then we'll have them out on the information desk in the future if you want to grab one. I've already had about four people that are interested in it. But I'll be meeting... Um, one of the Sundays coming up after the service and, and those that are interested I'll let you know and I'll go over the details of what's all involved you know to, I want you to count the cost but I know there's people here that that uh, have uh, you know a, really a, it's almost like a gifting of care and and they just enjoy it and want to be more involved in that and this is uh, this is this is great uh, ministry great training it'll help you not only in dealing with your what you're dealing with um, uh, with people going through crisis at the church, but it'll help you in your families. It'll help you with other people that you know. Uh, it's a ministry outside of Good News Church. And so I'll just, I thought, uh, I'm excited about this.
because now so we're looking at the, the congregation caring for each other we do that well we've got the ministry council you saw the, 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 most of the team members today for that uh, then we're talking about having the Stephen uh, ministry have that and then you've got the pastoral team so my goal that's a, that's a lot of uh, people dealing with care and then I want to open up some of the training obviously uh, we're going to be doing with the ministry council I'll be, I, I went to a training in um, April in St. Louis it was uh, s- uh, 7 days 10 hours a day on pastoral care and I came back with a box of materials and that's what I'll be teaching the, uh, for the Stephen ministry but it's a whole lot of great materials to be used and so if, if some of the uh, different classes that we have I'll open it up to the congregation if it's you know obviously something about grief or something like that and we could all use that uh, training and so we'll open up the congregation and if you want to come to that you don't have to be on the ministry council you don't have to be the pastoral team you don't have to be a Stephen minister still come along and, and learn because uh, care for caring for people is what we do as a believer it's a big part of what we do and you're going to be better uh, you know we, we, we practice and learn in here but you're going to be better for the game out there available for family members friends family all you know uh, it, it's 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 it's, it's an amazing situation um, and so you know here's here's my heart here first of all we ought to be a church of love and care i mean that's just primary as a believer in christ we ought to reflect the father and the father cares for us freely we have received freely we give so this ought to be a place and we're, we're growing we're you know I mean, I've got big, big dreams of vision of community, and, and we're, we're not where I want to be, but we're on, we're on the, the road. Uh, we're, we've not perfected this in any means, and things have slipped through the cracks, and there's been problems. But I'm hoping that we'll be better by what I'm talking about here, better in 2020, better for the remainder of 2019. And here's some of my primary goals. I don't want someone to suffer alone. And I don't want folks that are going through crisis to slip through the cracks. And the body needs each other. And there's healing in the body for each other. And we need each other. Now, God is there and, uh, you know, obviously can do all things. But he's chosen to work through the body. And, and again, we're, we're practicing in here. But I want this to be a place of hospitality, a place of love, a, a, a family of knowing each other and certainly that goes for, uh, for, for care so can we be in agreement on this and uh, let's help each other to grow and develop in this and if we can move forward it's going to be a beautiful thing with beautiful people okay uh, one last scripture and, we'll, and we'll, we'll close it here this is some great uh, verses and so those uh, these pamphlets over here has more information on the Stephen ministry if the Lord's uh, dealing with you on that and you may want to just come to the meeting and look at uh, for 2020 but, you know, uh, but maybe that won't work you got a lot because it's a big commitment but maybe uh, if not it will be 2021 alright um, here's some great verses to end today Hebrews 10 verse 24 and this is again for all of us let, and let us consider and give attentive continuous care to watching over one another studying how we may stir up stimulate and incite to love and helpful deeds and noble activities verse 25 not forsaking or neglecting to assemble together as believers as is the habit of some people but admonishing warning urging encouraging one another and all the more faithfully as you see the day approaching and uh, you know the crazy world we live in I think the day's approaching. I don't know the time of this hour, but uh, I think the day's approaching, and we need each other more than ever, not less. And, uh, and so what's, what's our vision here at Good News Church? And we're talking about the first part of the vision of the church. We see a community of believers strongly connected to God and to each other. And again, that's the part very challenging strongly we you, all these words are on purpose strongly connected to God and each, each other empowered by the word of God and the holy spirit to be able life givers reaching their world and beyond with the good news of Jesus Christ 
our mission here is empowering people to give life. And so it's, it's a strong mission here. All the believers have a role in what God's doing in the earth. We want to help you. And we're not, it's the Holy Spirit and the Word doing it. But we want you empowered in your life to know how to live this Christian life well, but then also to be a blessing to others. And we need, we need more Jesus in this city. And again, it's great having it here in church and we can all talk to each other, but we need Jesus in the government buildings, in the workplace. We need it at Walmart. Let's all go to Walmart today. But that represents America. Man, when you're there, I mean, I'm, when I'm there, I just like, this is America in all its glory, the good and the bad. But I'm telling you, Susie was talking about it, is people are starving for just a little encouragement. It's a hard place to live. It's, it's a, in the world, it's graceless. And, and we know God. We've been touched by that grace. And that grace uh, should be flowing through us. And I'm telling you, just a, an ounce, just a drop of grace coming from us into someone else that's hurting can make a huge difference. And they're going to be like, wow, what's going on with you? Because it's just so different than the, the culture and the world that we live in. Amen? I hope you got a little glimpse of what's happening. Pray for us. Um, and, and, and so I'm excited about what's to come. I'm, I'm, I'm very grateful to the ministry council uh, for their role here, and we'll be willing to do that. Um, I hope uh, for those that are interested in Steve, to be a Stephen minister, we'll be talking uh, further. But then just be thinking about each other and the members being a part of the body here. Every one of us has a role. And for it to really work, it's when all the members do our part. And if we're all led by the Spirit, it's going to be amazing. Let's stand, everybody. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Father in heaven, uh, I just ask for your forgiveness. I know I'm lead pastor here. If there have things that have been falling through the crap, uh, crap. Yeah, that's, that's good. Falling through the cracks. Edit that from the live streaming. Um, but if, if things that, that have, we've missed them, Father. And I know I've made mistakes. Others, I ask for your forgiveness there. Um, but I'm asking for your help to move forward, Father. It's our heart's desire to live the word. To, to, to the scriptures that we read today. For, for it to be in manifestation here. And so I'm asking for your help uh, in leadership. And in organizing this, Father. And that, that not only that it, it just be words or things that we talk about or have knowledge of. But, Father, that we actually act upon it. That we're hearers and doers of the word. And that the culture of care and love and hospitality will just, from this day forward, will just grow. It will grow and will intensify going forward into the future. That it'll be a tangible thing when we get together. Whether it be in a small group in a home, whether it be here at the church or at, at some other place that we're doing ministry, that it'd be a tangible thing, that, that love and that care and support for each other. So I thank you for, for that help, Father. I thank you for your guidance. Uh, we, we can do nothing without you and without your spirit. So I thank you for that empowerment working in this place today. And then, Father, I just pray for those that are needing care, that all of us will move towards wholeness, that there are situations that it will be dealt with well and it will be a part of the healing and, and, and moving forward in people's lives that are going through a crisis. So we declare all this. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Close it up, Susie. Hallelujah. The Lord is good. Amen. Thankful for him. I'm going to pray and um, we'll dismiss our service. Before um, we do that, just want to remind you a couple of things. No midweek boost this week. Um, immediately after the service, we have refreshments in the atrium. Invite you back for that. And then for those who can hang around just for a few minutes, Dane has given me this meet in the hallway out here. With this man right here, Mr. Dane Bruce, he will lead you in the hallway. And if you can help to um, unload the Christmas gear um, just for a few minutes. Uh, many hands make light work. There we go. It's not a scripture, but it's a good word anyway. All right. <laughs> Praise God. Father, we just thank you so much 
for all that you've entrusted to us. And I pray that we would be worthy stewards of what you've given us. To whom much is given, much is required. But freely we have received so we can freely give. And we thank you, Father, for all you've given us. But we recognize there's responsibility to steward what you've given us. We were reminded of that today. Help us to remember that in the days ahead. Father, many people are traveling today. Many are going to be traveling in the next days. People are going to be coming and going. And we can rest assured when we come and when we go because the angels encamp around about us. You bless us as we come and as we go. And you protect us and you keep us from the enemy. Even though we're in an evil world, you said the evil one won't touch us. And we just cling to that today, trusting you to watch over us and to protect us and keep us in all of our ways. Father, we're so thankful today for Jesus. We can't let this go by without saying, without Jesus, where would we be? Well, we would still be dead in our trespasses and sins. We'd still be under the sway of the wicked one. And Father, we're so grateful that you sent Jesus to set us free. We are free people today, and we are so grateful for that. Hallelujah. May we love and show your care for each other and for those that we come into contact with over these next few days. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.